Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Complain, moan all you want about the lack of decorum amongst our politicians, but guess what? You voted for them. You get what you vote for. So do I think a civility is dead when it comes to uh, bodies of legislature? Sure. But that's what we voted for. We shouldn't be surprised. Good point. And here's the thing Actions about Actions have it. consequences. Our votes have put people in place that think it's okay to hurl the F-slur at other people. Yeah. There's an article, uh, Laura Ewan from the Star Tribune writes about the Minneapolis City Council today, about the dysfunction of that body, which we've known about, and how it is disrespectful to politics and, frankly, disrespectful to uh, people who want to see, get, here's a novel concept, get things done in the city of Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's some problems that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, the Minneapolis City Council is a pretty easy punching bag. Oh, right. As is yeah, Congress. Con- Congress is an easy punching mm-hmm. bag. I mean, what's Holy the highest God. approval rating Congress has ever had? I don't know, 20% maybe. But there's a lot of truth to what we see there in that the incivility and it's not just the Minneapolis City Council, and it's not just Congress. Take a look at your TikTok videos. Oh, boy. No, thank you. They're full of local bodies of government where people are going nuts. Mm-hmm. People are screaming at each other, swearing at each other. And we're not talking about the people that come in to make their case. We're no, talking, we're about, talking the about the city council members. members. Yes, yes. Uh, but, but by the way, no, it's the people who come and talk to them, too. That, right. And that, that leads to... But they're not elected officials. They're no. regular, average, everyday citizens right. who are upset about something. That's why you go to a city council meeting to affect change. Right. But you do that in a way that is respectful. And the, the, there's no respect anymore on either the, from the politicians or the people talking to them. I totally agree with that. But these are just regular, average people. I expect very little from the unwashed masses of humanity. I expect a little bit more from the elected officials. Well, but that's the problem. Why? Why would you? Why should we expect more from our elected officials when it's those the same people who are screaming and vile things to them are the ones that send them there? They're reflective of who we are as a people. That's the bottom line. That's so sad. That's the and and, and you can say and, and I, I'm going to say well that's not me. I don't like that, and I don't. And if I don't, I don't vote for people who are like that. Mm-hmm. Those are just. Donald Trump, people say, well, you know, what do you got against Trump? Character matters. I'm sorry. I don't mm-hmm. want somebody that my kids would look at and like, I don't want my kids acting like that guy. Mm-hmm. So why, mm-hmm. why would I want that guy to be president of the United States? Mm-hmm. Same goes for a city councilman mm-hmm. or a city councilwoman. Jeremiah Ellison telling a guy to shut the F up. Uh, other people attacking mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. I don't want my. I don't want. I don't want that to be my kids saying that. So why the hell would I elect somebody like that? But I yet agree. we do. I agree because it's no longer a civil society. It just isn't. It's a. We think that the other side is the enemy of us. We think they're bad and they're trying to destroy our concept of America. And therefore, it's no longer. Well, I know we differ in opinion, 
but let's try to uh, let's try to come up with a compromise. No, it's like you're against me. Your views are dangerous to my views, mm-hmm. so therefore you're my enemy. So I, there is no compromise. It's my way or the highway. Is this really what we want? Six five one four six one nine two two six. I'll tell you, it's not what I want. I don't want my lawmakers. I don't either to behave like a bunch of kindergartners who just right. heard their you know stepmom use okay. a bad word. I don't want to hear that. I do think that even if, as I mentioned, like the unwashed masses come in and yell at them because they're angry about uh, you know their potholes not being fixed and they have no social skills or anger management skills. I still expect a better response from the city council person than to scream or say a slur or curse at them. I, I still expect better behavior because those are elected officials, and yeah, but what, I what? hold them to a higher standard. <laughs> what? That's I guess that's the question. Why? Why do you hold them to a higher standard? I understand anymore? they're a mirror. I understand they are a reflection <clears throat> of the electorate, but I still do. Because they are an elected official. That's why. That's, That's why you be. refer Ideally, to them as yes. council member, councilwoman, right. councilman. You you refer to them at, at, at a higher level. Like that's why we have them as guests on our shows. We don't ask just any Yahoo to come on mm-hmm. and give their opinion about the potholes or the encampments or the gun violence. I mean sometimes we ask for calls and we appreciate your calls, but we don't consider callers experts. These people are supposed to be experts. They're supposed to know more. They're supposed to be at a higher level when it comes at whatever we're talking about, whether it's city government or policy. And I don't expect them to be at the same level as an ordinary citizen. And I'm an ordinary citizen. That doesn't give me license to go in and scream at a city council member. I personally know better. I was taught better. I was educated better. Right. Some people aren't. And that's how they communicate. It's not how I choose to communicate. But we would hope an elected official would be above reproach in that way. So for me – and this is what we're asking the listeners. It's not okay to yell F-bombs at people who come in and want something from the city council, even when they offend you, even when they, you know, the person that Jeremiah Ellison yelled an F-bomb at was Al Flowers, who is an activist who said he, he lashed out at him and said, you a Muslim. And, by the and, way, this is over a, this is over a liquor license, a liquor license, yes. And Jeremiah Ellison, uh, I guess, was offended by that and said, shut the, as, as you mentioned, yeah. bleep up. And again, not an exchange that I would want to witness, not an exchange that I would want to be a part of. Uh, both sides were wrong, you know. But again, if you are an elected leader, I believe you have a bigger responsibility. And and I guess I wish we weren't a mirror because people can be awful and people don't have anger management skills and they don't have communication right. skills. And I wish our elected officials were less of a mirror of the electorate. I don't want it, Adam. I don't. Well, I don't either. But – Clearly, we're in the minority there because That's there's a lot of people that, do, that, mm-hmm. that send these people there. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of excuses for it, especially in congressionally when we're gerrymandering districts where there's, you know, where basically all you have to be is the nominated Republican or Democrat, mm-hmm. and that's all you need to do to win. There's no real debate. Um, so that's why, in turn, we get Congress people, specifically people of the House of Representatives that are just flamethrowers and mm-hmm. crazy people mm-hmm. that are, get elected. But... The, I feel like the Senate's more civil. Yes. Mm-hmm. because Yeah, I agree 100%. Why do you think that is? Because they actually have to win over an entire state. Mm-hmm. They have to. It's not It's not just – they're not just running – Your local For the bubble. Republican. Correct. Okay. And even in very blue or very red mm-hmm. states, 
they still have to appeal to their they still have to have much more broad appeal mm-hmm. even within the context of their own party mm-hmm. than do uh, members of Congress. Mm-hmm. But you know, you think you know the the old phrase is all politics is local, so we think we'd have much more civilized, uh, smaller branches of government. Mm-hmm. But just take a look around; it's gotten school bad. boards, and it's a, a. I mean, who the hell would want to run for those positions anymore? Maybe that's part of the problem too. Yeah, is that we just don't have people, good people, or very few good people mm-hmm. with good you know intentions and good principles that want to run for those positions mm-hmm. anymore. A, it's tough, it's expensive, mm-hmm. and who wants to take that kind of abuse? My brother is on the school board of his uh, in his district. He lives out east, and it was like a four year term or something like that. And he said, worst decision he's ever made was to run for the school board, and. And, and get it because mm-hmm. he said it is it is uncivilized. He said the the, the parents are just belligerent, uh, and they, and they can't get anything done. It is you know the sort of the smallest form of a local government, a, yeah. a school board. And he said it's absolutely awful. And this is a, a person, my little brother. I love him. He's great. He's yeah. a genius. Um, I always thought he would make a good politician. I thought maybe he used to think about that. I think this has completely turned him off. From right. That. I think Completely. he's. I think there's a lot of people in similar. He Good just people stay in private practice people. as a lawyer, right. doing his own thing. He doesn't Making need these kind money. of problems, right? That's and that's the sad thing, mm-hmm. and that's also part of the problem is that we we don't have people like that that want to mm-hmm. get into it, and I don't blame him one bit right. for not wanting to. Right. And that leaves a vacancy, and we get the people we get who run and make headlines and then become abusive. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Are we alone here? I mean, I feel like. We want good people, so why aren't we electing good people? Or do you want these people? Do you want the people that mm-hmm. don't pull any punches, that say whatever comes to their mind, even in a disrespectful way? Because it's it's, it's that, your view. Because it's well, because mm-hmm. it's your view, and that, that's you feel like we're at that point in this country where it has to be that way. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Text says you keep saying things have changed. They haven't. They've just gotten louder and more publicly verbal. Everything that's happening now has happened. For at least the last 60 years, it just seemed nicer back in the day because the anger, racism, sexism, hate was quiet and under the table. Do you agree with that? Probably. He's Yeah, I mean, that's probably true. Like, we knew better than to lash out. And we would be embarrassed. You know, there's more shame in losing your cool and yeah. or attacking somebody. I, I do, shame. but yeah, yeah, there was more shame in it. And I don't know that it's a good thing that we've lost our shame in that. I think no. a, a little bit of embarrassment would hold us back I mean, from being mean, from being meaner. I agree somewhat that it's amplified now, obviously, because, you know, if it happens even in the smallest of city council chambers mm-hmm. now, everybody's going to see it because somebody had filmed it. Correct. But I don't think so. I think just in my personal experiences in dealing with actual members of Congress mm-hmm. at this radio station, mm-hmm. it's just different. That they don't have to talk to us anymore. They don't oh, need to talk to us they anymore. Do not. They don't mm-hmm. need to like at least have a compromising point of view. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that has changed significantly. Howard's uh, in Minneapolis. Howard, jump in here. Is it getting worse? Are are we the problem? <laughs> Good morning. It's uh, one thing about the city council is that the Gaza resolution left a lot of raw nerves. So agreed. I understand Ellison's frustration with Al Flowers, 
because when Chief O'Hara was asking for the hiring retention and bonuses to retain our MPD officers, Al Flowers took the chair that I was offering Nikki Odom, the HR director, when she was giving uh, answers to questions. So the grandstanders and the peacockers that I see at our city council meetings are part of the problem. I, I want civility and decorum from our elected officials, but as citizens, we need to be more constructive. Yeah. How do we change that, Howard? As uh, you obviously go to these, some of these meetings, so what, what can we do? I told uh, a Fox 9 reporter, instead of uh, just giving attention to the grandstanders, do your homework and find out who's quietly part of the constructive solution. Raise up those voices. Yeah, That's great advice. It is. Thank you, Howard. Thank you, Howard, That's for being often, an educated listener. And often is the case. You hear that. It's, you know, it's not the loudest people that, you know, if you're, if you're screaming at the top of your lungs about this or that, if you're bragging about this or that, it often means it's because you actually lack the substance. And there's a lot to that. Ah, there's a lot to yes. that. And, but that's, we, we listen to the loudest voices, the squeakiest wheels get the grease, as they always say. Isn't that the truth? It's, it is absolutely the truth. You know, he makes a really good point. I mean, and, and we have culpability in all of this. We're, we're talking about this because Jeremiah Ellison and Al Flowers had this, you know, violent exchange. It was not physically violent, no, but, just, you know, jargon, mm-hmm. jargonly uh, violent exchange. And um, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about the other people who tried to tamp it down or who surrounding the situation said, let's find a solution right. to this. I mean, he's absolutely right. Sadly, those are, and he's also right. Sadly, those voices, they, do, they don't get heard, and then we don't listen to those people mm-hmm. because they're not garnering headlines. And mm-hmm. I mean, we see it all the time. with just the, Like you're looking like Nancy Mace, the congressman, congresswoman from South Carolina. She was elected, and like she was like a almost you know center-right politician, fairly normal, but her district changes, and suddenly you, there's many articles now lately about how even her staff members are like, I don't even recognize this person anymore. Oh, really? And it's just because they come, okay, well, this is the people I've got to uh, appeal to now, so I've got to say this and get in front. I mean, it's it's the system that we have, and it's really depressing because I just don't know. Like, we ask all the time, like, how do we change that? Mm-hmm. And I have no idea. I have no idea. But I think what Howard said, maybe listen to the quieter ones or make sure you get the other opinions, not just the loudest person in the room. And by the way, being the loudest person in the room does not make you the correct no. person in the room. No. Donna's in St. Peter. Jump in here, Donna. Morning, guys. How are you? Hi, sweetie. I feel the lion that roars the loudest knows the least. The lion that purrs knows the most. Yes. I feel, um, as an elected official, Mr. Ellison should be fined. We elected him to represent, or those that elected him, to represent his constituents. And to me, that is a disgrace. Here's the, the thing. The gentleman that, that was there could, could say, this is free speech. But he wasn't elected. I think it's all wrong. I think part of... Their verbiage back and forth is the problem with this world today. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to push back a little in that. Um, you know, somebody at Texture just points out like 31% of registers voters, registers, registered voters in Minneapolis voted for city council. So 
when you say you know he represent he he represents the people that those thirty one percent are the people that voted and want him there and probably voted probably yeah that went out you know voted, probably so. want probably like that style and and I don't you know what if I'm Jeremiah Ellison and Al Flower said what he said I might say the same thing too yeah. which again is my prob is is my point is this is a two way street too it's not you know. You, we may expect better from politicians, but the folks that come in, we should expect better from them too. I, 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 you, I agree. You fair have enough. An, you yeah, have an abs. Yes, if you have an absolute legitimate issue, of course, but you have to play by the rules too, and you can't just come in there screaming and like what Howard was pointing to. These people who come in and they they, they jam pack the the council chambers mm-hmm. as as protesters or activists, mm-hmm. and they scream people down, they shout people down. That is a that's a bad place too. And if, if they're doing that, do we expect our elected leaders to sit on their hands too and just take it? I, it's no, I agree, Adam. I just I think that it it just it makes in my mind, you know, especially when these younger kids are for for a school project are expected to go to a, a city council meeting and they hear this violence. What is that? What is that showing them? What is that teaching them? That's teaching them absolutely nothing. Yeah, or that the loudest just, person or the biggest complainer is getting the most attention. We're teaching the wrong thing. It, You're right, Donna. Right. And I won't keep your time, guys. Thanks, but I love. just, I just pray for peace. I Good pray man, for girlfriend. peace. Thanks. Uh, someone said this. Uh, the smartest people are not the politicians. Jordana Green is wrong about regular people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They just don't want to be in kindergarten in that environment anymore. Right. They're busy with real life. Like your brother. Especially like you in Minnesota with a one-party rule. Yeah. yeah, my brother would make an excellent lawmaker. Uh, and clearly I'm a little biased about that, but he is a very calm, uh, open-minded person. Right. And he's like, no way am I doing this ever again after being on the school board. And I said, <clears throat> I agree with him. He shouldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Character matters. Uh, it's 931, uh, traffic and weather coming up. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Oh, I am the problem here, and I am about to get hammered on the air here because Biden is forgiving another $1.2 billion in student debt. And I say, woohoo! You know me, free college, free money for everybody. And the boys just shake their heads at me. And I do believe that people within reason should be forgiven their student debt. <laughs> And I say, no, I paid my loans back. You pay your loans back. You get what you you signed up for. Mm -hmm. I get it. President Joe Biden's administration is sharing its plans to give another 153,000 people student debt forgiveness. Now, this will cancel $1.2 billion in loans. Now, it seems to be a very small subset of people. It's 153,000 people. That's a lot of people. But here's the deal. You have to be enrolled in Biden's saving on a valuable education plan. You have to have borrowed $12,000 or less. You also have to have been repaying the money for at least 10 years. So you're in your 30s, 
somehow have not been able to pay off $12,000 in 10 years and be enrolled in this plan. And whoever that is, I would like you to call in right now because I don't, I don't know anybody currently in this situation. I reached out to one person who I knew was saddled with a lot of student debt, he and his wife. Um, I haven't heard back from him yet. If you or your child has been – is getting forgiveness, absolution for their debts, I want to hear about it. 651-461-9226. But I still think this is a great gift to the next generation of employees in America. This is a good gift to the next uh, generation of people that are going to retire, people that are going to be adding to our economy. I absolutely think this should be happening. But you argue all the time that employees or employers should pay their people more. <laughs> yeah. So they I think should. That too. So pay more. Say, look, I got student loans. Okay, we'll pay you more money. Oh, that would be great. Yes. I, I advocate for all of those things. I mean, I <laughs> the absolute employees should get paid more. The hey, government should relieve it, the I debt. Mean, in seriousness, okay, this is like the classic uh, you take one angle, I'll take the other <laughs> angle and I, I and I see your point on many of this. And my overall point is on this, and it has been fairly consistent, is that this is a symptom of a problem that needs to be fixed. And I get it. And and paying off these student loans will not fix the overall problem of we college costs way too much for what it delivers on. And that system needs to be fixed. And I agree how we, with you there. And predatory yes. lending yes. is also a problem, too. Mm-hmm. I, I and we can't help but be come at this topic from our lived experience. My lived experience too was much of my life. I was young, and my got to go to college. Okay, I'll go to college. Where am I going to college? Okay, I'm getting into this college. Oh, what's going to cost? Okay, I sign this, sign this, sign this. Oh, I've got student loans. Now I realize when I'm done with school. Oh yeah, this is a chunk of money I got to pay off. It wasn't a crazy amount of money like some people have. I totally get it, but. Yeah, that sucks. I wish I had that money that I was sending to uh, uh, Fannie Mae or what, Freddie Mac, mm-hmm. wherever uh, the uh, those are those are housing ones. I forget the name of the <laughs> Sally Mae. Sally, Sally Mae. Yeah, yep. well, I forget my Sally mm-hmm. Mae's, Fannie Mae's. Why are they called that, by the way? I don't know. I don't know either. Mm, I don't who's, know. Who's Fa- Fannie Mae? Who's Sally Mae? Who's Freddie Mac? That's and what Freddie I want to Mac. Know. And who are these people <laughs> that are you know predatory mm-hmm. lenders? But guess what? I paid them back, and yeah, I would have liked that money for something else, but I paid mm-hmm. them back and. I just did it because that's – and even even saying that, is it worth it, all that money I spent? I don't know if it is. I'm a radio talk show host. I Did did my four years at Gustavus Adolphus prepare me for this? Maybe. Probably not. Probably but, not. But that's – there lies the problem. It's the problem with the system. It's the problem with the fact that Syracuse University wants $80,000 a year – to yes, educate right. my kid, that the University of Michigan wants sixty-nine or seventy thousand right. dollars of yes, freaking University of Michigan. You're not Harvard. Sit down. Right, but as a like, parent and a student, insane. you can say we don't have to go there. Of Adam, of course you do, but parents aren't always involved. H- hello, there are crappy parents all over the place, right. and you get an eighteen-year-old so kid to bail up the crappy who, parents who sees a way out of a terrible situation. Maybe they grew up in poverty. Maybe they. 
didn't have a, a parenting structure and they are totally on their own and yet managed to somehow graduate from high school, thank God, and maybe get accepted right. into college using services that were allotted in the high school. So they think this is their way out. Right. Oh, I'll get a great, I'll get a degree. I'll get a good job and I'll be able to pay that off. An 18 year old who hasn't had a lot of guidance on finances does not understand what it means to take on $150,000 in debt. It is predatory. The schools are complicit. The people who give the loans are complicit, and it costs too much. And these 18-year-olds are getting duped. But I would argue that the person you described, the student you just described, there are also benefits for that student that don't involve predatory loans, that there are programs out there for those kids saying, here, we have scholarships for kids like that. And that, the, I don't know, is that a high school counselor or a guidance counselor? Maybe those are the people that should be, we should be, you know, directing this ire towards. Because that, I think those programs are out there for those kids. Well, I guess people aren't taking advantage yeah. of them. George, you just hit the nail on the head. The problem is schools that cost $80,000 a year or whatever the cost is and students being uninformed. But your solution to this problem of supporting forgiveness of these funds is just making the problem worse because kids that are making bad uninformed decisions uninformed decisions see this news and go oh well i might as well just sign up well whatever just sign up hopefully the next president will bail me out and the institutions see this and go oh well we were maybe going to be in a crisis and have to cut our tuition but now we don't have to because there's government money flowing our way again this i think is a temporary solution or excuse me it can be a permanent solution because once you pay off some of these student loans. Now, remember, it's not like kids went to school for $300,000 and are getting 100% bailed out. These are people who have been paying their student loans for at least 10 years. They have been trying to yeah. pay them off, but they were sold a bill of goods by the college that they're going to get this amazing job that's going to pay them all this money with a college degree, which isn't the case anymore. And they're going to be able to pay their loans. How long do you have to pay for a bad mistake? If you made a mistake at 18 and you're now 32 and still have another $12,000 in debt, I think you can afford – I think we as a society, we value education. We value hopefully some forgiveness and rehabilitation. Hopefully they will have learned their lesson. And then once this generation that screwed it all up, that was a victim of these predators like the universities, like the Sally Mays, like the government – the next generation, they won't be allowed to have those loans anymore, and they won't be allowed to make those mistakes with a little education. I believe this is a solution to a problem, and then as a society, we can learn not to make those mistakes again. Joe is in Minneapolis. Joe, jump in. Hey, well, good. nice to talk to you guys this morning. Um, I happen to be one of those lucky folks that um, initially, um, when the Biden um, administration had released um, that information on that first round, and I, I had about almost 50-something thousand dollars of loans wiped out, like right before my eyes. But you got to understand, um, I was my loans go back more than 15 years. Um, I worked for a safety net hospital in Minneapolis, Minneapolis and um, every year I actually had to fill out all this paperwork. Now, there are programs in place for health care providers, you know, who have, you know, who have high, you know, high ratios of um, r- ratios of loans to, you know, to the actual, you know, their cost point on how much they actually make either salary rise or, or mm-hmm. hourly. Um, and they also have that for um, uh, folks that go into education, too. So those programs are already there. Um, 
Um, and, and you'll be surprised at how many people over the years have have, you know, have, you know, I mean, the government actually has paid for it. But at the same time, you know, we've paid for it, you know, by, you know, you know, trying to pay off those loans yeah. for 10, 15 plus years. Yes. And at the same time, you know, um, besides, you know, um, you know, not getting the highest salaries that, you know, that private, the private sector could offer us. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Thank you, Joe. Here's the thing, though. Private sector, let's go. Like, you want to you want to hire good people? You want to have good people to work for? Pay them. Let me tell you, that, Pay their is, loans. that is the reckoning that is happening today. Well, it should be. People think, oh, these millennials don't want to work, this, that, the other thing. It's because they're smarter than you. Yeah. They know more about technology right. than you. They know they are more valuable than the crap that you want to pay them, private sector. So you either need to pony up. Right. You need to give remote work like they want. Work smarter, Th- not harder. This is the reckoning. Right. And you hear it from all the, the boomers and the big corporations. Oh, they don't want to work. No, 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 right. no, no. They want to work on their on their because they have a side hustle because they need it because they because you're not offering to pay their student loans. They're not going to be loyal to you because they know you're going to throw them in the trash heap just like you did other people uh, before you. They they are hip to the game. So this I think this problem is solvable of student loan debt with this generation and the next generation will be way smarter. We have many employers already. That say, okay, I've got this employee. Uh, for this employee to reach the next level in this job, they need maybe another degree. We'll pay for or partially pay for that student to get that degree. That's been happening already. So why not on the entry level? Boy, this is a great candidate. This candidate has uh, this amount in loans. We're going to help them out by paying a certain amount off on their loans. They should. They should. I just think there's creative more ways around it. And and I get it, and I totally understand you, and I, I'm not totally not sympathetic towards that argument, but it's just wiping the slate clean for a lot of people. But again, it's not clean. Create... They have been paying for it right. for 10 years. It is just finally in your 30s when you want to buy a house or have some kids or add to the economy or you know take a vacation with your kids that adds to our economy. Mm-hmm. Um, there, You get a little break. Now, remember, a lot of the same people – who don't want this were people that had free college. Okay. My mom got free college. If you could had good enough grades to get into city college, you grew up in New York city. <clears throat> they paid, you know, at Hunter college or Queens college. If you could get in, the city would pay for your college. There were so many programs that were free. We've had people on the air here that said they went to university of Minnesota for free, or there were, there were other free programs. The people that are complaining the most about this don't understand the level of duplicity that the colleges and private industry and loans have done to the generation that got screwed. I think they do though. I think they understand that, but they play they, that. And, and I get it, and, but they just feel like that's the game that we play. It's the same with our frustration with political leaders. It's like, well, this is the situation that I'm in, and I have to play the game, and mm-hmm. I do that. Let me and you're right. You. It's my and overall from the, from thirty thousand feet looking at it, that's not the system as it should be. Mm-hmm. And I say all of this as a a person who is currently paying tuition. <clears throat> my kids don't get financial aid. Mm-hmm. Okay. From the day they were born, I saved in a 529, whatever I could. Some years it was very slim, but whatever I could because I wanted them to not have student debt when they got out of college. So, you know, the same people that are complaining about the kids are also the same people that maybe didn't help their kids with any of this information that are or that generation that are now complaining about it. It is – I just feel like there's such a double standard 
other generations were given so much and yet they are so crapping all over this generation for now wanting mm. a little relief. And, oh, no, you got to pay. They've been paying. It's it's time for a break. 949, uh, hot topic here. A lot, a lot of emotion. And I'm willing to pay. As somebody who's paying for college, right. I'm going to pay two, two college educations next year, which is really going to be hard for me. Yeah. We've cut back on a lot of things because it, it's expensive. So I'm still okay with it. And I just... I do. I get passionate about this because I know. Okay. Keep other the passion. That have we just got to. We got to pay yeah. our bills here too. Six five one four six one nine two two. Oh, sorry, sorry. Let's More un- unbridled passion from Jordana next. Ah. Jordana, man has given you everything in your life anyway. What do you What do you know about this? Honestly, I mean, I mean there's text actually like that. a texter Honestly. that said Jordana's never stood on her own two right. feet. Men have been paying her bills. Oh my gosh. Um, again, if you think that, if you think that about. Most women, you are a misogynist. Yes. There's and, other issues at play there. Yeah, there's yeah. other issues at play. You know, women, or I, they, I, I can't yeah. even address that. Let's no. go. Robert uh, is in Maplewood. Robert, you're up first. Go ahead. Yeah, it's kind of funny that that was just said. My wife's the doctor, and she does pay most of our bills. <laughs> Thank you. My wife Thank pays you. most of the bills, too. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, all right. Uh, no, my, uh, my point was, um, okay, so... When I was 18, I went to a four-year private college, and, I mean, it was a wasted on me. The position I have, I wouldn't have if I didn't have that four-year degree. But all that said, I'm currently in a two-year program, and I appreciate what I'm paying for now. Like, my books, I'm paying it all out of pocket, or my wife is, want, want. But uh, I, I understand that now, and I didn't before. And so I say after a few years, you know, if you've been paying for 10 years, I say just forgive the loans. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Yes, thank you, Robert. Matthew in Blaine. Matthew. Yeah, hey, good morning. Yeah, you know, there's one thing that there seems to be some inequality about this thing. So let's say I know I can't afford college, so I get a loan to, you know, finance some equipment to start a lawn care company. Mm -hmm. So now, at this point now, my taxes are paying off the loan of the guy next door who, uh, you know, spent all that money for college education to get his job. But my job is a lawn care company, yeah. but I still have to pay off my loan. Right. And now my tax money is paying his off. It, it, it doesn't quite seem right to me. Thank you, Matthew. You have the final word, and you're right, Matthew. <laughs> Jordana's wrong. You're right. <laughs> G- case closed. <laughs> I he get makes it. a good point, this is though. A tough, this is a tough one. I can absolutely see the side of other people thinking this isn't fair, but also – and and I appreciate his example, and I agree with his example. Yeah. It, it's not fair, but life isn't fair. No one ever said it was going to be fair. We are working toward a way to make things better for everybody. And if that's not – this would not be fair to me. I will continue to pay for my children's college. That's – I will. But sometimes we need better options for a better future. So if this is a solvable problem – and then we can take steps. And somebody said you're suggesting solutions that will never work. Why won't they work? Why can't the loan company say, well, if you don't have a viable way to pay this back, we're not giving you the loan. Or <clears throat> we're, we'll garnish wages until this happens. But after 10 years, you know, that – Or have state legislation. Yeah, and have, why can't the colleges say we'll lower the price? And have state legislators say, you know what? We're not giving you all this money, higher education, right. if you don't make it more affordable for it's your kids. It's on the colleges. Lower the yeah. price. So there are solutions to this problem. One last text. Jordana is wrong. As, As usual. usual. As usual. <laughs>
What more needs to be said? I love you guys so much. I do. Thank <laughs> you for the lively conversation. DJ, what's coming up? Another chance for Jordana to be wrong coming up in quick Always. takes. We'll talk about Beyonce and New Jersey's in Major League Baseball. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.